Hey, my name is Matthew McCack. And I'm Tanu Hiram Chow. This is Seek Human Spaces podcast, where we speak about learning how to embrace your humanness while smashing oppressive norms. Today's topic, we are going to explore what this podcast is about and what we hope to achieve. So Matthew, what uh, what is your goal in terms of uh, in terms of producing this podcast? Yeah, I guess with this podcast, uh, I'm just looking to explore. I think we're both uh, we've we've spoken off podcasts about just exploring how to embrace our full selves and be our authentic selves in all spaces, uh, in workspaces, life spaces, um, and how to just go about doing that and being comfortable with uh, being who we are. Yeah, um, we have had a lot of uh, conversations around this as well um, in talking about the people that we serve. And as well, for me, um, coming from an immigrant background, being a woman of color, um, you know, and being in environments that I never realized that I was actually contorting myself to fit into those environments, even in college or in work environments in the corporate world or higher education. Many times in my in my life and in my professional um, uh, life as well, I felt like I was not enough. And it wasn't until 2020, in fact, after uh, George Floyd's murder, and when I started learning a lot about systemic racism, sexist, uh, systemic sexism, that's when I started to realize that, uh, you know, a lot of the anxiety and imposter uh, feelings that I felt were not because there was something wrong with me, but because of these systems in place that I never consented to. Um, and, you know, and, and going through, you know, a lot of um, a lot of college believing that I needed to fix myself or I needed, you know, to show up differently or or going through my corporate career, um, you know, in many ways, feeling like a fraud and like I didn't belong. And for me, when I'm working with people and, and you know, I see this come up and, you know, looking for solutions to make themselves different or make themselves better, um, recognizing that, you know, a lot of times we are swimming in this water and we don't even recognize that we are. Yeah, I think that that speaks volumes uh, in terms of the sense of belonging. That is one of the most important things when going through any part of your life. Um, I know for me, as someone who is part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, just going through uh, that feeling of not even sure if I was enough to be who I am, if that makes sense. So if my sexuality uh, sort of feeling like I was wrong in uh, who I was attracted to, uh, and then further down the line, as I grew a little bit older, I also started to recognize that uh, I'm non-binary. So my gender identity was also always sort of out of sorts, and I never quite felt like I fit into any particular space that and I, I think you're right. I think it's a lot, it has a lot to do with the system at large in where we are told how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to dress, what we're supposed to look like, uh, who we're supposed to like. Um, and that can get in the way of showing up and feeling like you belong where, where you are, where you want to be. And then uh, further feeling like you're competent and that you are enough 
to be who you are and that you're allowed to be who you are. There's an oppression there where so many times uh, we go through, we navigate ourselves as though we have to hide parts of ourselves. We're not allowed to be authentic. Uh, and in doing so, we actually cannot experience actual freedom that we are told, you know, that it, within USA, uh, you know, that's the American dream, right? We, you know, we're all about the land of the free. Uh, but we we ourselves hold up these constructs because we've been taught these constructs. Uh, and I guess that's also what we're going to be trying to uh, explore and ho possibly, hopefully, undo within ourselves and for anybody who's listening to, to really think about how to undo all of those things that we've been taught. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can certainly say I'm in that exploratory phase as well, and I don't have all the answers. And something that you hit on, Matthew, was that, you know, we are operating, um, you know, based on norms that we never consented to, like you were saying, who mm -hmm. we should like, and even the identities that we take on, right? Um, that, like, I'm a woman, or, you know, like, uh, different, uh, all of these different identities that we never, ever questioned, or didn't even think that we could question. And a lot of times, you know, identity is what remains after all of the circumstances are removed and looking at what what is it that remains. And, you know, is that something that you would intentionally choose? And for many of us, we don't know what we don't know. And what that leads to is the feeling of shame, right? The, sh the, the shame of, you know, if I feel like I'm different from the norm, then something must be wrong with me. And I just want to also name the systems that we are talking about. Like for me, when I'm, I'm talking about systems, it's the white uh, patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. um, based on what uh, what the definitions are of acceptable and unacceptable, good or bad, positive and negative, and start questioning those things. Because, you know, um, when, when, we, when you talk, for example, about the American dream, you know, yes, we can see it's labeled uh, being patriotic or, you know, we can see as being loyal, but is it really loyalty or is it really being uh, a patriotic or is there a fear, right? So we align with those things blindly and we never really check in. And, you know, as someone who uh, coaches people on their career, I see this as well where many people align to the formula for success without ever really asking themselves, what is it that they truly want? And a lot of times not even giving, giving themselves permission to want what they desire because of the fear of not having it. And I, I feel as well in the career space is where we see a lot of people, you know, trade their freedom for security and believe that that is what they're supposed to do. But if you're giving up your freedom and you're putting yourself into a cage, basically fitting yourself in, that's oppression. And we don't name it as such, right? This is what we call, again, success. If you're climbing the corporate ladder and you're, and especially if you're somebody who's coming from a historically marginalized background where you can't truly be yourself, right? Where we talk a lot about now because of what happened in 2020, this idea of diversity, equity, inclusion has become one of those prominent topics again. But also a lot of people believe that what inclusion is, is that we have diverse people in the in the workplace. I mean, diversity is, it's a fact of life. And it's not just about having diverse people in the workplace, 
but it's about are you making space for them? Is the culture able to expand to fit them? And those are the kinds of things that I want to explore because I feel a lot of times, you know, uh, if we don't know that this is happening, we internalize it. This is where it becomes blame and it becomes shame. And we also live in a culture where, uh, you know, it's it's about being, it's very individualized and where it's about us taking that responsibility, whereas it's also, uh, you know, the collective needs to shift. I, I, I especially like, the metaphor of like putting ourselves into a cage uh for this false sense of security or sometimes it's not a false sense right sometimes it really is security but it's not freedom um and, and uh you touch upon internalized oppression um and how sometimes even within that cage, right, when we're talking about you, you mentioned uh, inclusivity and a lot of times we uh, equate that to diversity. Uh, sometimes it just what it what it really does is we just expand the cage itself, but we don't actually break the bars um, of that mm-hmm. cage. So and you're still in the cage. Yeah. 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 You're still in that cage and, and uh, we adhere to it. Um, and Again, it's because that's that's what we're taught. That's what we uh, that that is essentially what we um, choose to be our goal because that's what's safe um, mm-hmm. and that's what we're we're talking about social mobility um, and uh, being able to provide for your family and all these things and and moving up uh, maybe the corporate ladder and things like that. But at the same time, what are you giving up to do? that and speaking what is it costing you? yeah what what is it costing you what are the consequences of it uh are you giving up parts of yourself to be part of this engine that that has been running for centuries at this point um and hasn't yes it's gotten a little bit better but it if we still have a ways to go uh and it's unfortunate that um those who have created this system that we've been talking about the white patriarchal um society it makes us as people then the perpetrators of that even the ones who are victims of uh the oppression because of this internalized oppression uh that that we face and you're right it's not even something that we've consented to it's something that we've been um just sort of thrown into uh and told that this is how things are supposed to be it's all around it's in, it's in media it's in you know uh social media um it, it's even you know when you go to school you go to college these are things that are being taught to us um that you you know you have to wear a suit and a time whatever as as a as a man and blah 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 you know all these things where it and you don't have the time to question these things. And if you do question them, people tend to freak out a little bit. <laughs> um, so You're the problem. You become the problem. You become the problem. Yeah, yeah. You become the vi- the the villain of the story mm-hmm. when really you're just trying to to question things. It, in the meantime, especially you know when you go to college and all these things, everybody's telling you, "Oh, be curious, be curious, uh, question things." But if you if you really are curious if you really are questioning things 
then people start to get angry. Um, and I think partially it's because of that fear that you were talking about. Uh, this, this country was built on fear. Um, and so the way we go about our life, we don't want to move the status quo because we're quite comfortable. Um, or at least we think we're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and what does comfort really mean? Right. Yeah. Um, comfort is our cage. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Comfort is our cage. Exactly. And that uh, is what, yeah. 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 And I'm curious for you, um, you know, especially in college, uh, what were some things that you had wished uh, you had in your life going through uh, and navigating? Because you, you mentioned like that imposter um, phenomenon that you were experiencing mm-hmm. and that sense of like not belonging. Uh, so what what did you wish that you had? Well, definitely, I wish I had people who looked like me and people who, you know, mm-hmm. um, understood uh, from an immigrant perspective as well. Not for me, you know. Um, I basically very early on just fit in, right? Because even when you're talking to people who are advising you on your career, it's okay. So these are the things that are going to get you a quote unquote good job. And I was basically get a high GPA, get a leadership role on campus, you know, um, and make sure that you, you have internships and all of that. And then also when I was talking to, to people, uh, you know, about careers, it was go work on Wall Street because this is how you, you get to be successful. And I think part of the immigrant story is that you come to this country for that, right? It's to be successful. You know, when I look back, the classes that I really loved in undergrad were, uh, you know, my communications classes and psychology classes. But, you know, I was operating in a space where I couldn't, like, there were no careers really available that I was, or, or I was seeing, uh, you know, role models for that. What I saw were, uh, you know, jobs that were plentiful in in finance and in accounting. And when I saw people with their suits and their ties coming on campus and talking about how great their roles, you know, these jobs were. And again, realizing that now I can look back and see how performative that was in terms of um, in terms of the things that they were saying. Right. What I wish is that, you know, I that somebody told me like the anxiety I was feeling, it was actually real. And it was because of the space that I was in to recognize that. But I also think when you're in that space, that's, you know, perpetuating uh, white patriarchal norms, even in terms of professionalism and what that means and how you speak and how you dress and how you show up, it really is a performance, right? Because you are doing this dance and saying uh, certain things on the interview and you're saying certain things when you go to network and it becomes like you're going through the motions to to make it happen. One of the things that you mentioned, Matthew, that really resonated with me when you say like, Okay, but yeah, it might be security because I feel, yes, it, it is security when you're in a space that's not where it's not safe to be yourself, that you dress this way and you speak that way and you, you know, you behave a certain way. But also there's something in you that's saying like, actually, there's something that feels off. And the danger in that is that when we take that feeling and we point it back to ourselves, so say that it's me, it's me, I'm, I'm the one that's off, right? So for me, it's it's actually to have people in my life to witness that happening and to to recognize that, you know, the feeling of uh of not being safe 
it's accurate, but it's not because there's something wrong with me. It's because of the system that I was operating in. Absolutely. I, I think that um, in terms of this performative uh, notion that you bring up, speaking of which, I was a theater major as an undergrad. <laughs> um, I actually was I'm going... learning so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was going into, you know, the track. I was um, going towards the business track. I got into the business track and all that stuff. And right when I got in, I sat in the room for the orientation, I remember. And um, I do remember there being a lot of white men on the panel uh, talking. <laughs> um, and I was just like, this is not for me. I can't do this. I like, mm-hmm. I felt anxious just being there. Um, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't what I wanted. I knew it wasn't what I wanted. Uh, I, I did want to go into theater. I wanted to act. I wanted to perform. What I wish I had in college was somebody telling me that I could get a job in this. Uh, I I can be successful in this. That was not something I got. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, I wish I would have just gotten more mentorship, I suppose. Um, the the only uh, mentorship I got was um, I had uh, auditioned for a play uh, for mm-hmm. the college and uh, the director happened to be my professor at the time, who was a white man. And uh, I auditioned and everything. And this was when I was presenting as uh, a woman, mm-hmm. um, uh, a young woman. So I um, and also just for folks to know, I'm a very shy, introverted person. So uh, acting was always something sort of uh, a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, but I also loved it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did not get the part, um, and I asked the my professor uh, at the time because I really wanted to learn. I wanted to know how I can do better going forward in auditions, and he said that I needed to have a bigger personality, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, and at the time, um, I was like, oh, man, I, you know, I, I, I felt really destroyed by that. I felt... Like there's something wrong with me, yeah. um, you know, and that I'm not going to get anywhere with this because it's my personality is my personality. How I, I, I'm too shy. I'm too introverted for this profession um, and all these things. Uh, and so and I believed him for a long time. And then eventually I did walk away from the the acting profession uh, and, and became a therapist. But I think Was that it because guess, of that, Matthew. It, it was partially because of that. Partially, mm-hmm. though, it was also because of my sexuality uh, and my gender identity. I was just feeling wildly uncomfortable. I continuously mm-hmm. got parts of like playing the girl next door kind of thing. Um, or I had to dress a certain way where it was like very feminine or I felt like I had to present very feminine mm-hmm. uh, in these spaces. Uh, so I was already acting. Uh, on mm-hmm. one hand, but people didn't realize that that was me acting, and then I had to act on top of that. So uh, there, it it just brought on a lot of anxiety. I was having panic attacks, uh, and so I, I needed to walk away. Um, mm-hmm. But it's now where I realize what he said was really harmful uh, and damaging and just wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with having a bigger personality. You know, you you are who you right. are. And that's okay, you know, uh, to get whichever job that you want, really. And as long as you, as long as you love it, 
as long as you want to do it and you could show up as your full self in it um that that is what matters um so that is what i wish i had gotten in college a better mentorship and then just um having doors uh more open to someone who was majoring in theater right um because this is why folks are so afraid to you know possibly major in something like liberal arts where everybody's saying oh liberal arts you don't get a job in liberal arts so, you know um you know people are looking for that security when in reality you know do what you love and money will come and and that has happened for me uh and i think that that goes into why are we doing this why are we creating this podcast and i think it's because we uh you and, and you and I have been hurt uh, by by the systems at large, but we've also sort of navigated our way into spaces that we do feel like we can be uh, our more authentic self, uh, and we are still exploring that, and we're giving ourselves permission to do that, and we would love for others to also possibly feel those things as well, because it's so empowering and uh, it really feels like legitimate freedom at that point. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think selfishly for me as well, like I enjoy talking about this topic and like, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> and, and sharing and processing. And I think this part, this help, helps me to do that. But I think broadly, uh, you know, it's it's actually sharing this so that people are aware, because I, again, if you're not aware that you're, you're in the water, you know, you're just operating blindly from a from a deeply unconscious place, no fault of your own. Um, but once you start to have that awareness, that's when you can step out of it and that you can make choices consciously. So what I'm hoping is that, you know, as we explore, continue to explore, it's that people give themselves permission to be themselves and feel, uh, you know, freer to be themselves, recognizing that the problem is not with them. It's in the spaces that they're, um, they are operating, um, operating in, um, you know, because this is something, this is a journey that I've had to go through. Matthew has, uh, and, and still going through, still going through this, right? And Matthew has had to go through as well. And we're, we're both still exploring this in terms of how to operate in these spaces, because it's only when we embrace our full humanness that you know that we can be free to be ourselves right that we can but this is mean and we'll talk about authenticity in in another episode as well but authenticity doesn't mean that you know it's safe for you to bring your your full self or your whole self in every environment right. right you have to to be discerning in terms of how you do that so a lot of people here be authentic and they believe that this means that and that doesn't feel safe especially when you're coming from a historically marginalized background so what for me it's it's creating the space to safely you know for people to to start to to uh feel safe to be themselves because also you know when we talk about and and career is an area that I do talk a lot about because I I coach people in the area of career and we we've been um socialized to believe that security and freedom are mutually exclusive when they're not because if you're not safe to be yourself you're not free and if you're not free to be yourself you're not safe Right. Right. And they're one and the same. But also part of the white patriarchal programming is that they are, uh, you know, they're separate things. And then that's when we tend to prioritize security again, 
and we have to ask ourselves, what does that mean? So, uh, so it's really for you to get to start to embrace your full humanness in the messiness, making mistakes, being okay to fail. And we also know, like, even from the school system, you know, failing and making mistakes, we're, I mean, when I went to school, it's something that you're punished for. Mm -hmm. And to start to recognize, no, that that just means you're human. And as opposed to making yourself wrong for it, to start to embrace those things, because it's only when you start to embrace those parts of yourself that were shamed or that were made to feel that they were wrong. It's when you can be yourself fully until you you do that. It, it means that you're, you'll be really fitting in to fit into spaces that were really not designed for you. Yeah. And I think that it hits on a lot of topics that we'll be discussing oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, during, uh, you know, as we continue on with this podcast. This is just the intro, and um, I, I'm really excited for this to to continue to explore these topics and everything. And these are just some of the things that we're going to be talking about. I, I know that, you know, we're, we're going to be talking uh, in the future, you know, how to fight what it is that creates such barriers uh, for us to continue. And then, um, you know, our, our fear response while networking uh, and, and dealing with the fear of rejection, like you you were talking about, you know, that failure, like failure not equally, uh, not being the opposite of success. We're going to talk about that, you know, and how asking for help is not a weakness yeah, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's definitely so much to, um, so much to unpack. Right. Yeah. Because this is, uh, you know, th- th- it really goes deep. And I think once we start to once we start to explore, we'll start to see that there are many, many different topics. And, you know, you asked Matthew um, earlier, like, what is it that I wanted when I was in college to have that support? And I think a podcast like this would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think uh, this is something that I, I wish I had and to be exposed to conversations like this, uh, because you know, it means for me, um, you know, giving people like really permission to be themselves and knowing that the problem is not with them. And if, you know, this helps someone out there, um, you know, that for me, it's like that I've achieved <laughs> what I've set out to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Same for me. That, And you're right. Part of why, you know, doing the podcast is also selfishly because I love to explore these things. I love to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at, at the same time, uh, part of that selfishness is because it's like I'm reaching out to to sort of like a different version of myself um, mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the version of myself that didn't begin this exploration yet. Um, and, and that could possibly be one of our listeners. And that would be amazing, um, you know, to, to get people thinking or maybe you've already started thinking about this stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is just a, a another way to kind of engage in it. But yeah, so uh, is there I want to say, again, Matthew is a therapist, right? So Matthew, uh, you know, and maybe at some point we'll talk about inner child work as well, like where you say, oh, yeah, you you know, I think that'll be a great topic to explore. Um, How do we go back to that child and, and, you know, uh, give, uh, give them what they needed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I will. I would love to talk about that <laughs> in a child. <laughs> yes, I I uh I play board games all the time. Um and a lot of my students know that. That is my biggest thing and we could even talk about that. But 
Anyway, so that is a little bit about what uh, we'll be talking about for our podcast. We hope to see you uh, next time. Uh, you've been listening to Seek Human Spaces. We will catch you next time. And remember to be human. <laughs>